This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes! Happened in 49, 61, 63 or 69 when they reached the final. But the class of 2021 have delivered. Leicester City are FA Cup winners at last and are history makers at Wembley. They have blown their rivals away. They have blown us all away in truth. Premier League champions 2016. The amazing... Your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. Right, Chris. Funny you should ask that. We win one, we throw one away. I say we win one, we throw one away. This is Leicester Till I Die Television. Find us on YouTube, on Leicester Till I Die TV. And if you are listening on the catch up on the podcast, Thank you very much for listening. Amazon, Apple iTunes, Google, Spotify, and Podcast Podcast Addict, or your favourite podcast platform. Here's where you can find us. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow, and join in now. Broadcasting live worldwide. He's back, isn't he? And at, you know, we were it was it was too good to last, wasn't it? I mean, this guy, and I actually had an Arsenal fan because I, I did the watch along with a couple of Arsenal fans, and I had Anthony trying to tell me what a good manager Brendan was, and he is. 
he's not a bad manager by any stretch of the imagination. And don't take this that I'm suddenly becoming a Rogers out because I'm not. I want Rogers to stay, but I just can't, don't understand his decisions. You are two nil down, and what do you do? You take off your right back, and you bring on another right back. You take off your defensive midfielder and bring on another defensive midfielder. That's really going to get us something from the game, isn't it? Either that, Brendan, or at that particular time, you decided that the match wasn't worth playing for. No, no, let's not get any points. Let's not even fight for it. And it wasn't the fact that you wanted to hit us on the break because you didn't bring Dakar on until God knows how long. Yes, we're up against a team that, that went down quicker than a prostitute on double time. Let's be honest with you. Penalty was debatable. If it had been the other end, would I have shouted for it? Yes, of course I would. It was one of those. So I can't argue with the penalty. Should it have been retaken? Yes, they were encroaching. But then the chances are they would have scored that anyway. We didn't deserve. Well, we got what we deserved, which was absolutely nothing. You know, you've got Arteta who half the Arsenal fan base hate. He's been only been a manager for just about two years now and he's out-thinking this supposedly tactical ge- um, tech genius that is Brendan Rodgers. Uh, yeah, has Rodgers actually beaten Arteta? I'm not sure if he has. But, you know, maybe we'd be better off with Arteta. I don't know. This is the post-match uh, reaction and you can tell what my reaction is. Good evening, Brad. Evening, mate. It's not a good one, but... Uh... Uh, no, I, well, that just comes out automatically. I'll just... Uh, Niall, Niall says, come on, Man United. <laughs> well, we couldn't do you, you know, we just did, did Arsenal a favour by losing to them with that force. Man, Man United, I don't recognise that team name. Oh, does he mean FC Ronaldo of, of Manchester? Is that who he's on about? <laughs> That is the one that everyone, uh, Rene. Good evening, don't ask how we are. Um, evening, John. Again, how are you? Rene says we were terrible against Arsenal, we were shit. Uh, Rene B, we need bounce back until the end of the season. And JB, good evening, how the devil are you? Some old, some old, some old. Oh, sorry, same old, same old Brenda should have gone to Specsavers. Uh, JB. Yes, he has, Chris. 1-0 Vardy last season at Emirates. Well, mm-hmm. God knows yeah. what happened. Was that, when, was that actually when Arteta had COVID and didn't actually, wasn't actually at the game? No, I, I, I don't know if it was that, but that was a game where actually Arsenal probably dominated more than they did today. And then Cengiz Under got free on the right and crossed it in. And I think literally our only chance of that game, we really did a smash and grab. No, I mean, look at this. I mean, don't get me wrong. We've got Wrens coming up in the um, uh, you know Europa Conference League on Thursday, and of course, you know people are asking me what was a more important game to you, Arsenal or Wrens? Now, obviously, Wrens is because I would like to win that. We, we're probably not going to get anything uh, out of the Premier League this season, but you know. <sighs> When you two nil down, you, you might you might as well have stuck the yellow the, the white flag up. 
what was the point? If you're saving NDD for Reigns, Reigns, if you're saving James, um, James Justin, then why bring them on with, you know, however long it was to go? Just don't bring them on at all. Or bring some, we've got Luckman on the bench, we've got Tillemans on the bench. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I get the frustrations and I get that people will look at substitutions and think, why, why like for like? And I think that was what his substitutions were. Well, yeah, you say that, but at the same time, uh, one, one thing that's been very noticeable is, you know, and it, it's been a pattern that's in, gone through Leicester is they're either lacking quality or they're lacking depth, or in this case, they're lacking fit bodies. Now, yes, we've had a very structured team over the last few games, but mm, not really. We've always seemed to have to change a personnel for one reason or another. I think if you look at the assessment as a whole and the way the manager sees it, he's going to do his best they can and will want to do as best they can in the league. But the likely outcome is the eggs are slightly tilted on the scale basket of that's it's probably more easier and achievable for Leicester to win the Europa League than it is to make up the deficit they're behind in the league to get Europe via the means of the league. And that's not to say that they went out there and just waved the white flag. I think there was a case of We've had so many injuries. And again, not an excuse, it's a reason. Every club's allowed to give their reasons for it. We've had injuries all across the pitch. Yes, it's been dominated by the back line. Um, yes, we. but tonight we look lethargic. The players look sweating, they looked out of it, they looked run on their field. And that's probably because some of these guys actually haven't had a chance to have a break unless they've been injured. Uh, it, it it wasn't a great performance. We did look like Boston. We did look we looked tired. Arsenal were brilliant. We have to give them credit. They, the game management was brilliant. You can you know, regardless of how long they stayed down for until they heard the whistle, it's up for debate. But we did ourselves no favors at, at a lot of that game, and we did look like a team that maybe had the life sucked out of them when that penalty was given and they got two 0 up because. We've been playing away, really, if you look at our results and the way the goals went in. Well, we, we didn't approach the game any different to how we have in the last three games. We slowly built away into that first half. We went back to old Leicester was the first corner of the game. Uh, you know, just as we thought we got rid of it, the Achilles tendon snaps again and Leicester conceding from corners. But then we grew into that game. It was that second goal that was a real sucker punch. I think the lads felt a bit sorry for themselves. I think they felt a bit hard done by and Unfortunately, when you've probably got that mentality in the dressing room thinking, let's go do what we can in this game, but if we lose it, I'm going to make the changes and I'm go we're going to do this so we're all fresh and ready for, for rent and midweek because that's, you know, they've probably discussed it because Leicester are up against it. That's, that's, this isn't new for Leicester, unfortunately, this sort of performance. As unfortunately, it's something that's made this second half of the season start off as a mountain to climb, let alone come to Arsenal away and try and do something when you, you put in, you you know, your your eggs aren't fully in the Premier League basket, That's you know, because of the European success they want to bring to the King Power. Uh, Spencer, good evening. How the devil are you? Thursday's game is more important, hence the changes. Yeah. He was changing like for like. If he's saving Ndidi and James Justin for ends, and I get that. I totally get that. That's why you have a squad. Uh, we can't moan about how many games we're playing. We're in no. Europe. If you want no. to play less games, no. let's no. not qualify for Europe. 
<laughs> that's what we're doing. Um, so if he doesn't want to wear them out, why bring them on at all? I think James Justin's an obvious one. Because of the injuries he's had and the problems he's had, he wanted to give him some form of minutes. And with a lazy press from Arsenal, which was their game management, um, they did well. They, they sat back off us. They didn't need a third goal. We had we it weren't like they were backs against the wall and Leicester would be able to bombard them and they were struggling. They were keeping us back. It was probably an it, unfortunately, it was an easy game to bring him into for the wrong reasons. I can understand that. I think Wilford and Didi, I noticed that when he came on, I felt we had an extra body in that attacking centre midfield. Again, granted, we kept losing it and didn't do much with it, but I did notice he was further up. So maybe it was a case of A, give him some minutes as well, and, and B, maybe try and get us a bit more aggressive on that front foot because indeed, Mendy didn't have a bad game. Mendy cleared things up well, uh, in my opinion. But he was he was he was literally there to hold that defensive line, whereas indeed he seems to be able to join the attack. So that that was maybe yes, it was like for like in terms of central defensive midfielder of a central defensive midfielder. But indeed he is more, for lack of a better word, adventurous than Mendy is, and maybe that's the role he's given. And Decker and, and Nacho, for me, ugh. I'm in agreement, but I actually don't think Ian Atro should have. Well, he should have come off when he got the silly yellow, uh, when he started, when he nearly got a second yellow, and he was a walking second yellow. To be fair, when he, you know, when he did the same thing as he did for his first one, he needs to stop doing that. By the way, but I think it's very clear for Leicester fans to see, and Brendan should now fairly clear to see it. If you're if you're not got Jamie Vardy available, we have to find a way. If you've got one, to and you're going to put the other one on. You're going to have to keep them both on. You can't take one off of the other and try and get them to play that no. same role. We, we know that. We saw that last season. Obviously, Brendan was too busy making notes in his notebook to see it. I mean, Rene, you know, Yuri and uh, Luckman rested for um, the, the... I don't understand why Luckman was rested, though. He's not played in a while. No, but I, kind, I can say I kind of get if we're doing it, but what would have happened if, if indeed he comes on Gets in. And he gets it. gets he gets a knock. He get he falls over and breaks his. Anything could have happened, right? Because Mendy's not in the European squad. All right, you could bring Chowdhury in. I don't know if he's in the European squad. But why? Like I say, at two nil down, he had that yellow streak that he does have occasionally down his back. He chickened out of it. He got he got out tactic today by a rookie manager, you know, and. <sighs> I'm not saying, you know, I was, I was doing the watch along, like I say, with two two Arsenal fans. And one of them said, yeah, but he's a good manager, Brendan. And yes, he is. One one loss doesn't make him a bad a, a bad um, a bad manager. And these last two games, I've praised him where praise is due. But he said, oh, yeah, but he's got all the experience. Well, he won in Scotland with Celtic, who's going gonna to win... At least a few couple with Celtic, uh, or and if you're sharing them with Rangers. But half that, well, most of the time he was winning. Rangers, his main opposition, wasn't even in the same league. So, okay, he's an okay manager, but I'm sorry, you know, he shouldn't be being beaten by Arteta. Yeah, but you can't say that though. Arteta's having a good season with Arsenal, and look. We all sat here and bantered Arsenal for not making Europe. And I've still been doing it ever since. And I still will for as long as Arsenal aren't winning a proper European Cup and Leicester are still in for a shout of winning one. I'm still going to do it. But you've got to give credit where it's due. At the end of the day, do you remember when we lost out in that playoff 
um, semi-final uh, against Watford. Thanks for that. It ended up being a blessing <laughs> in disguise for Leicester, didn't it? We yeah, ended up yeah. winning the league by to a canter, you know, and um, the, the rest, as they say, is history with what we we did since we've done since then. It seems that that's a blessing for Arsenal, not having that you know shirk of responsibility, skillfully knocking yourself out of the FA Cup as included, um, you know. But maybe that's allowed them to focus on one thing, and that's the thing. I, I still, I still think Brendan Rodgers is a far better manager than Arteta because Arteta has clearly shown that when he's got too much to try and balance with his squad in terms of competition levels they're performing on, he can't do it. It's why Arteta out started. It's why they fell out of the European positions. And maybe after a few years, the toll has taken on the squad's mentality. It's not always easy when you keep having teammates around to drop like flies, whether it's for a week or two, whether it's for a few months. And the mentality, and all of a sudden you're finding yourself, you know, like you, like you said, so into some weeks it's been going, Shall I draw my name, my defensive partner out of the hat? You know, and, and mm. we've had that throughout the season. And today, like I said, the situation is, is because of everything, because everything put together from where our season was before the Leeds game, uh, the Leeds and Burnley results, we was so far down the mountain in terms of finishing in Europe. That we're now at a point where we've been playing well, we weren't quite getting results and then we just started getting them results that Brennan's had to balance it and it's not a very easy thing to balance and he did it last year and he did it the year before fairly well and like I said maybe it's a mental thing you know a lot of people from opposition fans are, uh, are suddenly thinking the magic glue is take and I'm going to say it which one of them right now and it's got nothing to do with the penalty incident I just think he's got a, he's got an error in him more than Amati has It'd be Arsenal hunch out, and everybody seems to think even Arsenal fans were suggesting today you put Fafana back in that team, and somehow it magically fixes it. I know he's well, I know he's a class defender. I don't think that's the case, but stranger things are happening. It might just show you that when Leicester had them injuries last season, if Fafana was out, oh, it was all right because we still had Evans. Or if Evans was out, well, it's all right because Fafana's back and he was back. Maybe there is something to that that there's a certain leader character missing from that back line and in the middle at times, you know. You talk about the actual captain, but you have leaders in different areas of that pitch in different um, fields of play. That's not the right terminology, but I can't think what I'm trying to say. Um, and I think maybe, and we did speak about this earlier in the season, maybe that leader at the back, yes, Jermichael's the captain and he's got the voice, but sometimes you need something you can hear right next to you when you've got 30,000 screaming fans trying to listen to your goalkeeper. Um, yeah. No, totally. Maybe we're missing that. You know my thoughts on goalkeepers as captains. Yeah, you know? yeah. If and I was an outfield well. player, then one hundred percent he's mm. captain. Whoever the captain is, Schmeichel will overrule him in that penalty area because that is Schmeichel's. Yeah, but you know? on that defensive back play when he's not in range and he can't hear him, that's where you notice Johnny Evans will come across and calm yeah, yeah. exactly. him. Well, exactly. And Fafana exactly. does it a lot better. Yeah. And that's what I mean. Maybe that's something. Where it's the mental blocker, then they've lost that leadership vision in front of them because Casper's yeah. behind them. They can always hear Casper shouted because he's not quite a loud goalkeeper. But the visual leadership, where they see an Evans step in front of it, when they, when, you know, someone like Evans, and, and we've seen it even for Fafana, they'll notice that quick split second delay in Amarty or Sunch, like deciding whether to close the ball down or not. They'll do it. They'll, they'll preempt it, they'll see it coming in, and they'll all be two yards ahead of that person to cut it out before they've kind of decided like that whether they're going to go to it or hold off. 
you know, and that's the experience we've been vitally missing this season. And I hope they're right. I hope other fans and lesser fans are right. Fafana comes in, the football genius brain he's got, and ah, uh, it's cured. The Leicester defence gets the Jesus fix. But we I can't know, we know it's pieces. We know it's not going to be, don't we? You know, um, Dorco. Just run through some comments now. Dorco, play the best players. These professionals can't manage two games a week. Then they are not good enough, unless they yeah, should but, get rid of them. I kind of get where you're coming from there, Dorco. Um, I still don't know, Scott. I still don't know what Coro Torre's role is at all. Um, maybe it's just to sit there and pass uh, pass Brendan a pencil sharpener when he needs it every now and again. Um, we need to win against Brentford. We certainly do. Um, thoughts on Very quickly, I think he knows Scott Brown. I don't think it's a permanent role. I don't think he's actually offering him a job. I think he's just letting him come... And, and integrate with the coaching staff to see how it goes. The news is today that Wes Morgan may be coming back in in, in some sort of role, which would be quite good. Um, well, that, that might answer the question: What are Leicester missing in that defensive instruction? Hmm. And I don't, I don't know. I don't ever remember Colo Torre being the leader, i.e., a captain of a side. Liverpool was it? Liverpool, Man City was that? Was it? Yeah. No. Well, yeah. Yeah. You know, so. Wherever he was at, maybe their fans can tell me if he was ever a captain. And I'm well, I mean a steady captain. I'm not talking filling in for three or four games. I'm talking like a, a leader for our season. Yeah. I don't think he is. Scott Brown was a very fond spoken of captain at Celtic, wasn't he? And and yeah. you know, Wes Morgan, who better to have back in that yeah. on, on that training ground. Maybe it needs that authority. Maybe he needs to be able to communicate his message to the likes of Sonchu and Amate better because you know, Evans isn't training. Fafala's only just backing training. And, and yeah. you've got to get that understanding to the other two because you feel with the way it goes for Leicester this season, I really don't want to jinx it, but you feel like them two at some points are going to have to be a partnership whilst we yeah. integrate Fafala back in for the next couple of games. Yeah. JB says here, all these injuries not Brendan's fault, been awful since he's come in. And the... Um, Dave Rennie, was it, that they got rid of? Yeah, um, but again, I pretty... you asked questions about that. Rene, I hope Fafana comes back against Rennes. He may be, because he's only missed for, for, for COVID, so hopefully he'll be back again. Static, good evening. The better team won. Yeah, you did. I can't deny it, yeah. Static. You certainly did. Um, and like I said, we, we don't know what Le well, where's Brown's going to do. I'm just trying to actually, just bear with me, Brad, because what I'm trying to do here is I want to show you a picture that I've used on the website. Now, I don't know if I'll be able to uh, bring this up or not. Oh, bugger. But we, we, we can but try. Um, but I just want to show you something here. Um, the f did you see the first goal? Were you able to watch the match? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sadly. You did. Yeah, right. but I asked my phone that I can watch my now, and it's a lot better than his goal. Right. I mean, that 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 legal stream site that does not work and was rightly taken down. I didn't mention <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, it it still is actually. I'll tell you about it later. Um, right, share, um, share screen. Let's just have a look. As if this is going to work, this would be. Uh, here we go. Share. Okay. Now then, um, here we go. This was when they scored their first goal. Now, how many defenders are there? 
and how many players are are marking him thomas was marking him the guy made a run forward thomas went with him but then because um he went round a leicester player thomas didn't go round him he bumped into the leicester player and then he'd lost him you know i mean it's simple schoolboy tactics if you're marking somebody we're not doing zonal anymore luke we're doing proper defending yeah, with them. I mean, you know, that, that guy there, he's just not, he's just not feeling, you know, he's just not, he's an open goal corner, wasn't it? Corner <laughs> popping, and there you go. You, you know what? It was Sunday League defending, and it was Sunday League style goal, and it, you're always told in at the basic level of football, beat the front man, and, um, Jews, uh, you know, and, and Thomas did it himself. In the end, he, he beat himself because, I don't know, maybe he's got a depth perception thing, but I don't understand how he managed to misjudge that ball so badly that he ended up about two yards in front of party and then tried to win the ball aerially. I think there might have been a miscommunication. Maybe he panicked. Maybe he, his depth well, he lost perception him, was wrong. He? That was the thing. He lost because, him totally. Yeah. I, I mean, there's, there's a bit of credit to... There's a bit of, you know towards Casper on that as well. I think he could have done better with him. It was quite close to him. And I, I understand you're not but your first instructions in Sunday League is God's sake, you know, even if it's big big Barry taking the corner, you're thinking, oh God, get it past the first man. At least give us a chance to do something with a bazaar. That's what they did, Arsenal. They just put it in at the near post and, and hope for a flick on. And Leicester for the first time in about four well probably about since that West Ham game actually for the first time since that, and that was what was so frustrating and disappointed about that first half, was they just kind of much obliged to that mm. idea because I don't know what Tom Boss was doing. I don't know if he maybe thought, oh, I can see something completely misjudged it because, you know, it was noted in, in, in the replay. There was nobody on the front post, but we had someone on the back post. So was that Thomas's responsibility? Did he leave? Could, well, did he Thomas, like the say, point? Did he, watching, the point, did he leave his post? Yeah, but Thomas was touching. Which would have prevented the goal. You yeah, know, but, it was just one of yeah, them. Would it have done, though? Well, you yeah, know, because um, he was there. And you saw, his, yes, I know the free kick. I know the penalty was awarded for the second goal, but he cleared it off the line and he was in the best position to to well, answer for the goal. Where he was, mate, he man, gets that head on it, he stretches it and follows it clear. Yeah, maybe if he'd stuck with his man, he might not have scored. Oh, no, but yeah, either way, if he'd have either stuck with his man and not jumped two yards in front of him, or mm. if he'd have stayed on his on, on the front post, he would have probably cleared it anyway. Yeah. So, it, just poor Harvey, Harvey Barnes almost scored a goal, and I almost went out with El McPherson, but both of us were disappointed, weren't we? Um, yeah. Let's have a, look, mean, at, let's have a look at the team. Um, I mean, when you saw the team come up, what were your thoughts on it? I scratched my head a little bit. I mean, you're talking about resting players for Europe, but Adamona Luckman's, you know, and I'm 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 on pun form today, so I'm going to go with it. Didn't get a look in, and I don't. I, I'm with you. That that was one that baffled me. Uh, but if you if you're thinking ahead of the Rens game, I would have maybe liked to have seen Luckman instead of Albrighton. Look, Albrighton's reliable had a great European night, but if you're looking for someone to 
to go out there fresh leg but shore it up if Rennes maybe go 1-0 get a goal late on or Leicester are looking to shut out a game because they're comfortable holding on to the aggregate score I'd rather a, a more fresher all Brighton be available for Thursday uh, because Lutman's young he can recover well even if it's only 70 minutes he does and all Brighton comes on for the last 20 I thought that would have been better um, yeah, if you if you are going to be resting players, why aren't you resting the oldest player in our squad that's on the pitch? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was one that did scratch my head. I understand. Imagine, imagine I'm the I'm the I'm the Rens manager for a moment. Hello, how did they you? No, I'm mean, sat there and I'm thinking, but yeah, old Brighton did run us a bit ragged, ragged like in the first leg. Um, you know, yeah. we got a goal against us, and oh, it looks like he won't be playing next leg. Another masterstroke, Brendan. Well, I mean, I, I think he'll get swapped out. I think the idea is maybe to not allow pressure on towards against Rens. And look, all Brighton reminds me of Guppy. Maybe not so much with the flair and the stepovers that Guppy had, but in terms of his. He's one of them criminally underrated players. He always does a good job for us. He's always very reliable. He's got a wicked ball into the box yeah. like Guppy had in that in that terms of things. But maybe Brendan doesn't want a defensive-minded winger for the second leg at Rennes. Maybe he wants to not allow them to come at us and soak up pressure. Maybe yeah. we're wrong. Maybe Mark Albrighton's just built differently and can play every minute of every game. And we don't I love, know. I love Mark Albrighton and I won't hear anything said well, against him, him, you know. Um, yeah. But I just think it's like Vardy, you know. Uh, Anthony, I say, who, who did the, sh- the stream with me and um, Melina, uh, like you said there, Schmeichel made a few good games. Mendy, Mendy had a... a yeah, I, I didn't miss Indeedy. I've got to be honest with you. But, you know, I just think... Sort of when when you're looking at it there, um, and that was like you said a weird decision for me as, as well. Um, the rest of the team, I mean, Ricardo was nice to see him back. Um, and Marty Soyuncu, I mean, they are our best defensive partnership, you know, in for the two centre backs because let's face it, we don't want to be bringing Vestergaard on, do we? And then uh, Madison Mendy, Jews, I mean, Jewsby Hall. Luke Thomas, Jewsbury Hall, Harvey Barnes. I love those three playing together. I just think that they're, they're, they're so good. I was really pleased to see that. And I was pleased to see Inacho win. Yeah, I was. And then frustratingly, we couldn't seem to get the ball to him after that first half. Uh, yeah. I'll get on to it um, in the tactic board. Um, but uh, it was a bit frustrating the way we went about it. I think it's... If anything, it was more further proof that unless you're a not having to rely on Madison to start his attacks and join the front from deep and have him further up the field, which is where he's more effective for us in that sense, or b you've got to play Dakar alongside Inacho. Uh, mm. And again, with one eye on, for- on Thursday, unfortunately, you was only ever going to see him play one up front uh, because a it's Rodgers' preferred way, and b he wants one striker. To at least have more resting time than the other, he obviously felt. Yes, yeah. Um, just, I mean, let's just have a look at an overview of the game, and then we'll talk more about Leicester. But as you look at the, uh, and I know you you don't like stats; it doesn't tell you everything. Of course, it doesn't. But possession was was as near as damn it equal. But again, two Premiership teams, one of which isn't Watford or Norwich. Uh, should we be only having six shots 
And should we be letting them have 21? I mean, no, it's it got a lot more than it probably should have. But again, how, I mean, how many of them 21 were on target? Eight. Well, eight. So, and we had, we had three on target. You know. Yeah, so again, they're two goals. Obviously, then you count the initial chance they had for that goal. I'm talking on target here. Shots on target. Yeah. They, hit the, they, hit, they did hit the crossbar. Yeah, but that, that that's classes off target because it's hit the framework. Right. They're actually yeah. off target. But yeah, okay, so we have that as a chance. So they probably had four good chances and they scored two of them. In, in, in fairness, yes, they had they had eight shots on target. And this is this is again, yes, Arsenal had a few shots, but this takes into account shots like like the Hawkeye or a ball tracker would do. There, you know, these are shots that were going on target that may have got blocked or or went mm-hmm. harmlessly wide. Again, it doesn't tell the full story. And again, Arsenal do deserve to win. They created more goal scoring chances and and took yeah. them. They were more clinical and, and showed more urgency about themselves. But it doesn't really show the dominance they had. I mean, look, if we want to really string up some positive out of our performance in that game, 20 minutes of the second half, because had Barnes found the top corner with his head up and had Aaron Ramsdale not activated Super Saiyan mode like he did in the home fixture. Again. <laughs> again, yeah. It's like he enjoys playing against us sometimes, you know, Ramsdale. Yeah. He probably wants to play us every week. But... You know, that could have changed the complex of the game because Arsenal were a bit jittery. They were getting moaned at by their fans for taking too long on the ball. Mm. Um, had, had that gone in, who knows? But it is fo- that's football and that's what it's all about. At the end of the day, we weren't good enough and we didn't press the game in the start of the second half the way we did. And once we got that second goal given against us, um, harsh but right in my opinion, um, you know, that was it. That kind of, Arsenal then get, managed the game well by taking the tempo out of the game and slowing it down and, and just dragging us around the pitch. And like I said, we looked tired and lethargic that by the time the ball came to us, it felt like it, it felt like, you know, you know, when you're like waiting for a bus, you've been waiting that long, you start to drift off and all of a sudden you, you nearly yeah. miss one as it turns up. It felt yeah. like less than like that, waiting for the ball sometimes in the midfield, yeah. the way Arsenal controlled it. So, David Toombs, um, were you two watching the same game? Luke Thomas very poor in Nacho rubbish as well. No, well, no, I, I, think, I don't think we've either of us have actually said, David, that he is they were they were actually had no. brilliant games, you I, know. And it is all about opinions. That's yes. your opinion. You're entitled to it, respect it. Anthony yes. says here, you played four three three formation. That was the problem. You had a bit of depth, but there was no width in that Leicester squad. We I mean Thomas and Piera never really got forward, did they? No, no, they didn't. And they weren't allowed to by Arsenal. Again, they mm-hmm. pressed well when it was nil-nil, when it was only one-nil. They they pressed well. And it's something that I think Arteta's been doing a lot. He has them do it in bursts so they don't burn out throughout the game. And it's it's quite a good tactic to employ with the squad he's got and the age of it. Um, they're able to do so. But I have to agree with David, actually. I know we never actually said they were good or bad. Um, but... And he actually was poor when the ball was actually ever afforded to him. Uh, he was a walking red card at some points in that game with some of the things he was doing. It was silly to get booked so easily in the first place. It was the yellow card. You can't do that. You can't swing your arm back in annoyance. Just just, just do that. Just do that. Just kind of shoo him away like that. Then you can't get booked for it. It's his own fault if you're mm. only flicking the wrist. 
Thomas, I've got an issue with, and I'm this. This is this is my issue with Thomas, and I'll I'll talk about it more. And I have talked about it before on my tactic board. I don't like his position in certain things that he does, and I'm I'm losing a bit of faith in what he does sometimes in the ball. He gets caught out a bit too much, and and I think Brendan maybe needs to do to him what he did with Madison, and go back through every clip of him he can find throughout this season when he's made these mistakes and show him these mistakes. Do what he's done with Madison because I think he needs to learn something because he's getting caught out and I'm getting a bit nervous on that left side again. Uh, I'm, I'm very more grateful to see Justin getting minutes because I feel Justin holds that left side a bit better. Um, I'm not saying he's suddenly Ben Chilwell. Nowhere near. He's, he, he's, yeah. fabulous, he's fabulous 98% of the time for us. But today he let himself down, I feel. Um, and again, in the actual, didn't do himself any favours. You know, just when the lad gives Brendan something to go, all right, then I'm going to earn you a start. He didn't cover himself in glory. And another point is, Daka, mate, stop running into them. I, look, before people... And I don't understand why Daka doesn't seem to be too keen in some people's eyes for not having a good season. Double figures. This guy, who's never played in this division, he's got double figures for us. I think that's pretty good, but he's got to stop running into people. He's not going to get free kicks or penalties for it. He's not in the Austrian league anymore. I mean, he's got worse officials that probably might, you might think you'll give it. I understand maybe where he's misconstrued the fact that these officials might be willing to give him, but no, you're going down so easy. You're running into a opponent. I'm surprised that's his first card he's got in the league to honest with because he does it a lot. He mm. does it a lot. He just runs into people. He doesn't get his body in front of them and try and take the ball off them. He just seems to try and run into them. Um, so there's a few players that didn't do themselves brilliantly today, but... I'm going to ask you then, um, we're going to take a quick break, and I'm going to ask you to so think about it while, while we're just playing the jingle, that was this another false dawn for Leicester? You know, we've had them twi twice or three times earlier, so we'll ask you that when we come back. Yeah, if you're watching on YouTube, please, please press that subscribe button. It does uh, help us and shows your support for us. Appreciate it. Um, what, <laughs> unlike the guy on Twitter earlier who said, you know, he obviously didn't agree with my opinion, so he unfollowed me. So, and he told me so, and I said, well, there's the door. Shut it on the way out, sort of thing. <laughs> you know, uh, okay. obviously, you know, some, so of course, some some fans don't accept that other people have opinions, but. Apparently we, we beat Man United 4-2, we beat Liverpool 1-0, and we were going, well, yeah, maybe this is, is this another, like I say, another false dawn? I don't want to say it is, and the reason I don't want to say it is, is because even though in that second half we were bad, we were never afforded the chance to get going as well. Arsenal, so, you know, completely killed it off with a second game, and again, we... It's easy to look at everything that Leicester didn't do right, but Arsenal probably forced mistakes from us at times with their high press or just not letting us have the ball. And, then that, and people might say that sounds like a silly argument and it might sound like a silly excuse, but it's not an excuse. You try being a footballer and if you open that pitch and all of a sudden you think, fucking hell, when was the last time we touched the basketball? You do something, excuse my French there, but you know, I'm putting it in this scenario. 
cars, we can't get the ball off these guys. They keep passing it around, passing it around. And then you get the ball and you try and do something with it. And what do you do? You give them straight back. It's part and parcel of football. It's natural. We weren't at our best. But the one thing that slightly pleased me, that, all right, in the second half, we couldn't find that burst when Arsenal started to sit off. We'd, we'd mm. like, like I said, we felt a bit... I, I, I looked at them and I saw Luke Thomas was sweat dripping down and I saw some of the players stretching down and it, look, it looks like the season's really catching up on them. It's not an excuse. I'm just pointing out what I'm seeing from my own two eyes. It looked like they were lethargic. They'd run out of energy. They'd run out of steam. And it might not look like they did much, but Arsenal didn't afford them to do much, let's be honest. The one yeah. thing that does, does go for me is we conceded a very Leicester-like goal this season, but we responded well. And for that 20 minutes that we that seems to evaporate when you lose a game because you forget the bit of positive play we had, we created better chances. We'd worked our way back into the game. And, and apart from a very good save, although, you know, I don't know if I told this, Chris, right? I don't know if anyone knows this, but I'm actually a goalkeeper. Used to be anyway. No, right? really? no I know, right? I've kept that well, well on the wraps. But that's at a hype for a goalkeeper. You love them. Because you feel you, the odds are in your favour to save it. I've, I've, I've died for them before, not realising I've got a smile on my face. I made a save one, my mate, and the striker went, you f***ing smiled before you save it, you cheeky thing. And I went, did I? He went, yeah, he goes, it's just a good hype, mate. And he went, I know, but me, with a smile on his face, like having a laugh and a joke with me. like, And that's what it is. It's one of them. You can't blame Harmy Barnes. He put, you, you get told to edit with height and try and loop it over the goalkeeper and put it out of the reach. It was a great save. And again, football's made, not made up of fans and books, but you never know how that game changes if that goes in. You know, Arsenal suddenly criticised, make mistakes more. It didn't happen. And again, they probably beat us the same way they beat us at the King Power, unfortunately, because they nearly got a second uh, before they did in the second half, didn't they? I, I, I mean, at first, first 20 minutes, I was thinking, Christ, we're going to do exactly the same as what we did in the in the game at the King Power and yeah. be 2-0 down within 20 minutes. Yeah. But then you saw what we did after that and and um, it's just one of them. I feel a bit more confident that we're not now going to go on a slump. Yeah. Mike, right. good, e- good evening, afternoon, morning. I'll cover them all. Um, hope you're feeling a little bit better, mate, and you're going to uh, get better soon. Because um, the poor guy apparently has tested um, positive for COVID. But oh, at least, get well soon, mate. As I said earlier, mate, yeah, get well soon, but... Been a, been a Man United fan, you've not had many positives this season, have you? Yes. You. I um, would say you always have to hire the standard, but I guess in this term we're lowering it, aren't we? Mate? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, I have very low standards and I very often fail to come up to them. Um, didn't know Arsenal won the league today. Jesus Christ was celebrating beating Leicester. I mean, it made me laugh when this, when they got the penalty because it was like, like you say, like they'd won the league, you know, he'd scored one penalty. And I'd got two Arsenal fans, well, definitely Molina, begging him not to take the penalty. So that's how much faith his own fans had in him. Um, but I want to talk about the penalty. Uh, first of all, I mean, I can understand why VAR took so long. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It, 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 it was hard to tell. We were seeing all, from all the different camera action, angles, and did he touch it or did he just get his hand out of the way in time? One, you know, it was difficult. Once, once Taylor had gone over to the see the screen, you know, it's going to be given. I mean, why, why they bother doing that? I don't I know. No I, I don't know actually. He seems to have a longer look at it. In fact, 
did have the, a long uh, look at it in fairness. Yeah, yeah. in fact, the the, the the, the, the sod gave me hope because the longer we looked at it, I was like, I think I'll ask the he's going to give that. And the reason, I, the reason I say he's going to give it is because I think it's unfortunate. I think it's very close proximity. And, well, if the rule states that you're supposed to give them sort of handballs, well, we know what referees have done to that and VAR have done that to some point. They've looked at them instance before like this and they've just gone, ah, no, we can't bother to give that for a clear handball, even though we juggled it into the net. That's fine. So yeah. it's inconsistency that infuriates me, but I have to agree. I would like them to be given. Funny enough, I think they should be given, close proximity or not. Now, the, 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 the deciding factor for me that I think gives it is definitely whether it does touch his fingers or not. And that's when I knew it was given because you saw, actually, Soyuncu's little tiny hit on the ball deflects it more towards Casper. He actually made it so... Um, Thomas's clearance, he was on the stretch mm. uh, because it did slightly alter the path of the ball. And that's where he got the idea that he'd clip Sorensen's hand and it did. So it's handballing and it should have been a penalty. Um, because actually, if you look at it, when it, I, I, I know we say, like, especially when it's a high challenge, the, the more you look at it, the slower they do it, the worse it looks. Yeah. But that's actually gave him the chance to see the ball differentiate the way it has. Because if it doesn't, what, if it what, doesn't, what? it what defensive? Yeah, the, the, the word is yeah, there. You just made that up. And no I such word. I know, right? I, I tell you what, it's all this word I'm playing. I'm trying to make up words in I my head now. Say, you mean because I've said the word in my head? Defense, I can't say it. I'm trying to say it, but if it gets to my brain. It's not processing. I need Sorry, to. I'm just thinking. Hang on. <laughs> I, I hoped I got away with it, mate. I hope John Cox. I'm not. I couldn't say the word I was obviously thinking. But at least <laughs> yeah. you know what I meant. You know, you know me. what I meant. You know me. But you know, um, me. you know, if it doesn't, if it doesn't hit his fingertips and, and yeah. go a different direction, it's going straight to Thomas. The way uh, I look at it is, is, if it had been the other end, uh, it was wrong. I'm sorry, but it was. And yes, I would. You yeah, know, if that was the other. I would, and it, I can't be shouting for it. Genuinely, and I would be shouting, I wouldn't be sort of you know thinking, Hey, we get this, we've got away with one. I would yeah. be genuinely shout, genuinely shouting for that. So I can't say yeah. that they should well, we've shouted it. from this season and not been given. That's the only thing that annoyed me about it. Because when he started here, taking one, I thought, I thought for a moment he was going to play fair to other decisions we've had against us. Go, Oh, you know what? Fair, we've, we've had them not given, so why should other clubs get away with it? Whether yeah. I think it's right or wrong, which it was to be given, uh. But it didn't happen in the end. No. Anthony says here it should have been retaken, that penalty. And if we have a look at it there, I mean, I think there was one on uh, an Arsenal player on the other side as well. That See, was why wasn't that checked? Box. That's been checked before. They have yeah. checked them before. V- so I didn't know that. VAR should be checking a penalty. Now, how, yeah, but have they checked now? Here's the thing then, because I never noticed this before. What I noticed was, and maybe the rule has changed again, but I know the last time I knew the rules, and maybe someone can research it and, and, and correct me if I am wrong on this statement, but you are not allowed to stutter in your run-up or approach to taking the kick, no matter how slow or how quick the stop is, you are not allowed to... It's, it's basically to rule out gamesmanship, I think. Hmm. And... Everybody does it, so I'm presuming it's allowed now. Yeah, but I thought there was a rule that came in that tried to stop it, and I don't think it's right. And 
And also, third of all, can somebody confirm it for me? Does Casper come off his line first? Because well. he does spring forward. And yeah. I, I, there was a lot of it. And I don't know if now there's a secret undercover rule that VAR are going to quickly type into the VAR handbook where they say, well, we can only check one incident. We can't check for three. We only check for one to make. So, you know, but yeah. you know, like you said, they used to check replays of penalties to check for encroachment. That, that being said, I mean, you know, Lacazette, if you look at the other penalties he's taken this season, four of which is, I think he scored three, were all to the left. So Casper got right. I mean, Casper knows the rules that he shouldn't come forward. But in all honesty, right, that would be called encroaching play, wouldn't it? Uh, Yeah. There's no way he's encroaching the play there. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, but I I don't know. I mean, for me, though, the, the, the problem is, is if you're going by the letter of the law, which I've struggled to do all season, because I'm pretty sure they, they go onto the Word document, mm. edit some roll out, and then when they need to, they re-edit it back in. I don't know what's going on. I don't think anyone <laughs> can figure out. But what I will say is, and maybe it's something we need back in football. I don't mind a bit of games and ship, a bit of... Well, I'm going to drop my shoulders. I will walk towards it. It keeps the penalty. It keeps the goalkeeper on his toes. It, but then it makes it makes him look stupid if he ends up placing it because he gone aloft and it was a great finish. It was a good penalty. Casper had no chance of saving it. But if he scuffs that and gets it wrong, then it also it, you know gamesmanship seems as a pro and a con from a lot of people. And I think maybe if that's no longer a rule, maybe they thought about it for the game of football. I'm not saying it's right. I think it's bad gamesmanship. But if you're allowed to do it. There wasn't any, you know, you actually felt was a goalkeeper. And when I've had players do it to me, that maybe they've thought this, you know, it's it's like a, med- a premeditated way they're going to do it as well. You actually get the benefit of goalkeeper because if you go, oh, hold on a minute. All right, then, mate, where are you going? All of a sudden, they're like, oh, crap, I've got to commit to me, run up now and hit it. He's gonna, not going to dive till I connect with his ball. Now, Lacazette levered it in the top corner. Fair play, great finish. But like you said, Schmeichel's a good penalty stopper. He did his homework. And if he had have messed that up, Casper could have saved, would have saved it. But again, mm. we're talking about if-hands and thoughts, and that doesn't win you games of football, unfortunately. No. To me, to me, he is not encroaching at that point. You know what I mean? He's that far back. That said, let's say, for example, Casper diving to his right had saved it and the ball had rebounded back into the area, and then that whoever that number seven is, I don't know who Arsenal's number seven is, had then scored, Yeah, that, then I think that would have then been looked well, at. Yeah, but then again, going, going back to what I said, maybe VAR's not being used to look at a collective of incidents in, in, in that no, scenario. No, what they're, they're is, well. had he yeah, yeah. It, but then, then what I'm saying right is that would be a totally different scenario. So then they'd go, right, we believe the number seven who's just scored for Arsenal has scored from gaining an advantage from being in, from encroaching inside the box when the penalty was taken. Can we check it, please? Yeah, I've just seen the replay. And when Lacazette took the penalty, the number seven of Arsenal, he did have an advantage, an unfair advantage on the Leicester players. Rule the goal out, unfair advantage. That's why he encro- they penalty were checking something because they'd been quite a while while they were celebrating it. Um, and Anthony Taylor I mean Casper was obviously complaining about something that was it and I think they said there was a player on the other side had that and not Saka I don't know who the player on the other side was but like I say had it gone back to one of those and they'd scored on the rebound then it would have 
I think it would yeah. have been Clamps. Thing is, though, make him retake it. The chances are, well, he should score again. You know, we always say, don't we? You shouldn't miss a penalty. You yeah. Know? In um, fact, as a goalkeeper, I know it might sound silly, but you don't want a retaken penalty because then you're thinking, right, that you're actually in a worse position. If you do your homework on a player and you know his stronger preferred side to go to and he mm. goes for his creature comfort, you've got a chance of saving it. But when he's got to retake it, you're then thinking, right, uh, ah, crap, now he could really go either way, literally, because he might yes. not want to place that penalty the same way. Um and he might go the other way, but if I go the other way and he goes the way he normally goes, I'm going to be annoyed at myself because I should have just committed to it. Yeah, but no, it is what it is. At the end of the day, we shouldn't be looking at VARs and slight fingertip handballs to try to dig us out of a result. At the end of the day, the, the better performing team over the 90 minutes won that game. I, I don't like to say it. I don't like praising yeah. opposition, but I have to on this occasion. It wasn't. It wasn't fun. But then again, I was watching it with two Arsenal fans. Yeah, I do. <laughs> my my, my sympathy is for you, but at least these Thank Arsenal fans know. didn't argue. No, 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 no. We had no. We 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 we, uh, we faced the elephant in the room early on. The A word, and um, they were both reasonable about it, and that was it. You know, it just shows that two Arsenal fans can get together and talk about Arteta. Without being horrible to each other, so <laughs> and 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 leave and leaving the guest out, yeah. like um, siblings they are. Them pair, God love them, <laughs> they're like siblings. They are, they are. I don't even know why they go on each other's channel. I tell you, I really, really don't. But uh, but yeah, I, I had my book out for a lot of those streams on their channel, you know. But look, look, I mean, we, <laughs> I wasn't really hoping for much, to be honest with you, you know, because. We'd, we'd played them 31 times. They'd won 18, and 12 of those were at their place. So, Yeah, I mean, our first win in 40 years away at home came last season. Mm. Uh, the only thing that gave me this really false optimism is we hadn't actually lost at the Emirates until since about 2017-18 season, yeah. I think it was, when Arsenal beat us 3-1. So mm. it was caused to be a bit optimistic given recent results there. But it, it's they've been one of our, the hardest teams to play. I remember in the O'Neill days, they, they, it was like finding a diamond beat getting a result against Arsenal. Uh, I mean, talk about few and far between getting wins against the team. If you want a term bogey team, they are definitely our bogey team. They definitely are. Um, yeah, I said that. Um, I think we've actually probably had more success. We've probably had more success uh, away at the likes of Old Trafford and mm. bloody Emirates, uh, not Emirates, uh, bloody Etihad. I mean, the Etihad Stadium. Etihad. I mean, I've got to be honest with you. Um <sighs> It was if if you take that performance on on its own, it was disappointing. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say it was awful because it wasn't, and at times we were literally Arsenal couldn't get the ball out their own area, you know, and we 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 couldn't hit a barn door today. And if we'd still been playing Tuesday night before we got on the flight, we wouldn't have scored. And I say credit to Arsenal, they deserved it. There's no doubt about it. And I say. It was disappointing. It wasn't another one. I was, yeah, I was annoyed with the substitutions because as a fan, I want us to win and I want us to go for it. And that wasn't doing that for me. In the bigger scheme of things, in a way, and I still say the last the last few seasons, Leicester have done really well. We've, we've kind of punched above our weight. You know, Arsenal's back this yeah. term. Um 
Spurs are, West Ham are there again, Wolves are coming up. You know, there's a few teams that are going for the position that was basically just hours before. In the great scheme of things, I wouldn't have expected much anyway. I mean, I know I predicted for my team, but I really wasn't expecting anything because of our history against Arsenal. Yeah, and unfortunately, that's that's quite a psychological block to get over as as as, as a team. Sometimes, even if you've not been involved in all of them, you you probably find that it's one of the things that get passed on through the teams when mm. you know they they get replaced and players are still involved in a squad of players that have suffered against Arsenal. You know, Vardy, I know he didn't play today, but Schmeichel, Amarty, they they they've suffered these games, and even though the likes of Dewsbury Halls and the Lutmans and that, who mm. I know again didn't play today, but you know these players are in that squad and they don't. You know they're probably not used to playing Arsenal, or they haven't played that many games against Arsenal, so they don't maybe have that. Oh God, not Arsenal effect that you can yeah. get, which is natural. It's natural. It's not yeah. easy to do. And again, given the situation and given the impetus, and if Leicester are to save Europe and their season in terms of league position, they have to be winning pretty much every game. It makes it a harder mentality when you concede a sloppy goal when the opposition. Mm wear you out and drag you around the pitch like Arsenal did without letting us have the ball, which is even more frustrating. Mm. And then when your very few but big opportunities come, you don't take one of them, you're going to get sucker punched. You're going to get a second goal and you're going to lose them games. Unfortunately, sometimes that is just, that is the joy to football. And it is worse. You get a performance like that. And unfortunately, sometimes, sometimes you get away with it. Sometimes Mm. you play badly and you win. Sometimes you play badly, you get what you deserve. It's, yeah. it's and like I say, I'm not, and I, I was angry at the start. Um, mainly, the, my main focus of the anger was, was was the substitutions, and and Anthony will probably back you up on that from the live stream. Uh, that was the frustration. I did feel like he, he wasn't going for it, but like you say, the end of, at the end of the day, he could still win us a, a European competition. Um, and we're going to come back for in a second. We're going to do your board, um, and we can have a look at that. Um, this is oh, do you know what? Do you know what we we <laughs> we haven't done? What's that? Do you know what we haven't done, young man? And I think we should. Just for Anthony, because he was such a very, very gracious guest on on the stream. Um, 14 years, 13 days, 2 hours, 59 minutes and 20 seconds since Tottenham last won a trophy. So, always makes me feel better. And like we say, you know, with Arsenal, when we won the bloody thing, we won the league... um, you know, we, uh, <laughs> yeah, he says, yes, Chris, Chris wasn't happy with the subs. I think I might have sworn, actually. Um, <laughs> Mike says, at times you look bright, but the better team. Yeah, they, they did. We can't argue with that. And Anthony obviously loves what, what I've just done. Um, but even when we won the league, we lost three games and two of them were to play the Arsenal. You know, so yeah. it's kind of. But because I mean, if that had come on the back of maybe three defeats, we'd say, oh, yeah, it's still going on. But because we just sort of seem to be riding, you know, a bit of a, yeah. a, 
of a wave. But then again, if you look at our running, um, looking at who we've got coming up, um, let's, I think it's like one good team, I say good team, no, dis, no disrespect to others, but Brentford next. I think then it's a sort of a top half team, then a lower half team. I mean, and it could be worse because Watford have got Liverpool and Burnley have got Man City. So, you know, that's... That's yeah, that, that is fair. And, and again, people might think, oh, yeah, but Brentford are in good form. But Brentford have just put together six much-needed points. They've got Ivan Tony back. That'll be a worry. But yeah. Fafana maybe will probably be back for that game. Yeah, uh, Our defence actually wasn't too bad today. I don't think it did a lot a lot wrong. So I, I don't think it was like a crisis defensive moment, apart from the goal. Um, well, the corner goal, more 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 notably, but there wasn't too much concern me about Brentford. I think they, they've probably given themselves a brief and space they needed. They'll probably play into Leicester's hands, really. I think he'll set them up for us to get at them and, and get in behind, yeah. try and score some goals against them. So, we've got to look forward at that now. We can only beat yeah. what's in front of us or take what's in front of us. We've just got to Go to Thursday night, get the job done Thursday night, yeah. get us get us into and that. Everything will be rosy in the garden. Yeah, of course. Uh, it will, Matt, Matt, Steve, evening, you two legends. How we diddling? My diddling is doing very well, thank you. I can't speak for Brad's diddling, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure he's actually getting more diddling than I am at the moment. Mike Green, you have us on Saturday. No, we don't. We have you on the 2nd of April. So, again, Mike, shown... True Man United fan that you are. Uh, <laughs> too late, mate. You, you'd commented. No good coming on afterwards then. Actually, no, you don't. You said you got to Saturday. And that was, was it, wasn't it yourself that, how can I put this, forgot that Man United were playing in Europe one one, one week. These Man United fans, eh? they're so come me, go me, you know, but. This guy said, and I'm going to let you do your, your tactic board now, but this guy said, um, did anyone notice James Madison played a lot deeper for the second half? Yeah, he did. You know? he did. So I'll, let you, I'll let you come on to that in there because it is time for this, and it is Brad's tactical analysis. Over to you, Brad. Oh, great. Oh, he's yeah. stripping off ready for it. He's yeah, girls, girls, look away. I think that's as far as he's going, though. But here we go. Over to you, Brad. And I think I'll add some music. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Brad's Tactical uh, Analysis with some Babe Station music, knowing Chris. So where did it go wrong for Leicester today? Well, what I've done today is something a little different. I thought I'd compare the two defensive lines of how they went about it and where Arsenal were able to stifle Leicester attacking-wise, um, it wasn't that often, but were also better in command of the ball and able to do what Brendan's tried and failed to do, which is allow Arsenal to be a very good possession side. And this is something that, although I noted it down as an improvement a few weeks ago, it maybe where Leicester started to get it wrong. And that was that was fairly simple because in the first half, they actually didn't line up too bad. In a defensive line, they would go into their They'd go well, they'd go into a vertical three, yet as it sunk back into its defensive line to keep the shape and, and, and see Arsenal out, would allow some of the midfielders to then make it essentially what it was, which is a, a back line of four, which then allowed whoever was out of position to recover recover it. So Leicester kept originally a very good strong line in four, 
which was the movement that they normally make from that defensive three. And again, remember that depends on what side that they attack on. And that's only if Arsenal are coming down this side. Obviously, the defensive line would switch for that side. Um, but the problem with that became very apparent because what happened was is that became a solo event where Leicester were so deep that in order to try and burst out, some players in frustration left left themselves way too much uh, of a gap between that line. Now, this is probably the cut-off point for, say, uh, a Mendy or whoever's picking it up deep. Usually Mendy, usually indeed. He's probably their cut-off line if you say that's the final third. If you say this area where this player's in right now is that final third, you probably say that's too far for where that player needs to be. And as we managed to do a lot today, um, that meant that there was, he was already way too far behind the, power, the area of play, which was here. He was too far behind where he should have been to allow that drop back, which meant that Arsenal were able to switch it from left to right very easy and very comfortable because the middleman couldn't potentially push and cut out. He instantly had to drop back, which meant Leicester sort of ended up trying to defend deep and with a press because they weren't able to naturally fall into that shape because the player who would normally be here was starting here to recover, was still tracking back. Leicester didn't have that depth and body to allow someone to drop back because then they'd only have a two-man block and they'd get completely destroyed out of a switch or a three ball and then Leicester would have got broken into more times than they were. And that was the difference because the Leicester's line of three, defensive line of three, which was a lot closer in that second half, it was more like that than it was, as you notice how I changed it there, that noticeable press. The press was more to control them and contain them to one side of the field in the second half. Um, and because we lost that four flat shape as a starting base, how Arsenal countered that, and just imagine here that Leicester are trying to attack down the line or cutting on this side, right? And I'll get rid of these lines because I'm going to make it obvious for you who Arsenal are, using their colours. They had this for a defensive line. They kept cover on there. So that's covering the run down there. It's covering the cutting and the drive there. And what it also isolated was Leicester's triangle because Iheanacho was found here. Sorry, I might not ask this for you. Iheanacho, instead of being found here, like infiltrating in between these lines, because of the way Arsenal defensive press, their fourth man here, that meant A, Iheanacho couldn't sit in behind. He couldn't sit in behind him because he was offside. So he had to stay with defence. And because Leicester were caught short in numbers and only had maybe Dewsbury Hall and Barnes, and because they were crowded out, Ian Atcho's job was then not to support them in that role, um, because Arsenal had then bodies chasing back in the midfield, completely putting them out. He then had to drag himself and isolate himself further on the right of the pitch. And that's where Arsenal's defensive line put in and worked brilliantly, because they've got a two-way two operating system. It's either cutting it out there for these guys, or it's cutting it out here with the help of the winger. And same on this side. He's either cutting it, cutting the pass out across to Iniacho, or he's been stepped in front of a muscle off the ball if it's played there. And obviously, with tracking back midfielders, this sort of pass, so he can come receive the ball, is completely cut out. Now, I know that's a bit of a mess. I do apologise for a line. If I had this money for the Sky Sports technology, 
Um, I, I wouldn't need to do that and confuse you as much, but I hope that you understand that. But yeah, that's where Leicester lost it, and what, where they also lost it is they got caught between whether to match Arsenal's press of a four, and by a press of a four, I mean this. It was like a mirror press, uh, if you will, where the midfield and the defence sort of interchanged into a four, and it became a four across the field. So when Leicester were pressing the ball, usually they normally press maybe with Vardy and a Madison, the person at once. But in, in the attacking sense, they had Dewsbury Hall, they had Harvey Barnes, uh, or whatever the other two people would have been in the position, mainly Harvey Barnes and, 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 and Albrighton and Dewsbury Hall on occasion. But they actually pressed off the defensive line in the four, which then meant that the midfield could try and snuff out the gaps. And then, on the, you know, if they got caught out, these two could drop back and it become, you know, it'd become a, a midfield four. You know, then they'd get the bodies back, leaving just natural on his front. So then it'd become a, it'd become a defensive third line, which they would then reshape into here because if two defenders could push it out, they would come across. And then all of a sudden, Leicester had a three man defence going either way. And then in, in, in the second half, they just totally lost it. It became a side that tried to dominate one side of the field and squeeze Arsenal on it, whether it was the defensive line or not, and they were getting caught trying to push ball, balls into silly areas and leaving themselves exposed. And Arsenal were then able to mark these gaps, quite obviously. It was a defensive line versus a press line of four. And defensively, they did exactly the same. They got the numbers all modelled up on the press uh, and in doing so, you had players too close in proximity to each other. And as you can see, whereas Arsenal would slowly move forward and they'd keep them lying the fours, you know, Arsenal would go four, press, four, press, and then they would go into like a inverted four press where they'd have so Madison-like role behind the three attacking mining players in that final third. Whereas Leicester were sitting so deep that they'd go for a four, four, uh-oh, we've got no players, one, one, lost the ball. We wouldn't get in anywhere up the pitch and we barely got an advancement. Whereas Arsenal were getting to the edge of our box with their poor man straight press. Last point I'll make, Chris, because I understand we're late, is just quickly, is I think also when we're one-on-one, -on -one, we are very rigid on doing it. We're not trying to cover gaps. We're very square on the defence and we need to sort that out. That was a problem that Luke Thomas suffered with um, that I never got to talk on. But yeah, he's far too square on when trying to cover it. You can finish your popcorn, mate. I can't hear you. Your mic's gone. No, I went on mute because I was eating, actually. <laughs> I was starving. Wait. I thought, well, why, why, why are you doing that? I had my pee break and I went and got something. <laughs> could have you could have cooked a full steak in that time, couldn't you, mate? No, 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 not at all. But it does just give me a break to uh, to go and uh, empty the old, uh, the old bladder, as they say. Uh, thanks for that, Brad. As always, um, what I heard very, very good. Um, just I've just totted up actually the um, the 
predictions. Oh, God, make my day worse, why don't you? <laughs> well, funny you should say that. Um, I mean, all round, it's not been a successful year for predictions. And I think, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, who would have said that, um, um, you know, Watford would have gone and beaten Southampton, you know, who are... <laughs> Or Arsenal would have gone and beaten Leicester, you know. But well, yeah, None this of week that. I got four. Steve got four. Although Steve, even though Steve wasn't here, he got four. One of them by default, though, was West Ham United. <laughs> well, so it was Arsenal because yeah. it's, uh, it's hatred of them. Um, and he, yeah. Um, oh, wait a minute. No, wait, 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 wait a minute. Didn't you get two by default with, Arsenal, with Tottenham, Manchester United? No, let me just have a look. Because Man United won, didn't they? So, yeah, that yeah. was one of his. Yeah. Um, so he got two default points. So he got more. Po- he got the same points by default than he got by letting Scott pick for him. <laughs> yeah. One, two, three, four, five. Um, the funny thing is that... Having done the prediction show the other night, I hadn't written any of them down because normally I type them in as I go along, but I did it differently, if you remember. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I had to go and watch the whole show again. Didn't me watch I was good, but I had to watch the whole show again to find out what oh, everybody had gone God. for. Well, Steve actually got five. Sorry, I miscounted. Steve has got five. I got four. And you got three. I know, I thought I had a bad week. Some, some teams really shocked me this week, to be honest that with you. Said, that said, in fairness, you only, you know, you got one less than me and two less than, you know, it wasn't it wasn't horrendously bad. It wasn't what no, we got up I... in the dam. But, well, um, yeah. as you know, uh, after every game, Alan, bless him, Alan Bennett, sends us his um, match stats. He rates the manager's performance, rates the team's performance. Um and picks the man of the match. And to be honest with you, we've, quite often we agree with him, but quite often we see things differently. But he's at the game, and he sees a lot more than I, I do, you know, on you do, watching it on telly. Um, so big up, uh, big up Alan for doing this. Um, this is what he went this week. Manager five. Team five, man of the match, Dewsbury Hall. What what are your thoughts on that, Brad? I feel so, <laughs> I feel sorry for Dewsbury Hall because he always seems to get given man of the match and have a, a good performance. And we always seem to be talking about a defeat when we pick him. So yeah. maybe that was it. Maybe because Alan preempted it's all Alan's fault. He preempted Dewsbury Hall having a good game. And he did. <laughs> but uh, you know, last last yeah, we we um we raised an eyebrow when Alan, you know, Alan, Brandon, Rogers, Bennett gave his predict, give his, you know, his markings for the um, the Thursday night game. All right, we, yeah. we both raised an eyebrow, thinking that they both deserved more. And I'm raising my eyebrow only because I think he must have walked back at that show and said, "Right, point taken. I'll be a bit more generous." And now he's going to get well confused because I think he's been a bit generous towards the team. Um, I get that they were tired, and I've made the defence point of it that. Um, everything that's gone on at the club, but I still feel that they needed to react better from the second goal. And yes, I know they didn't really get, you know, you know, they, they, they didn't concede any more after that and they were still fairly resolute and it didn't, you know, they didn't crumble as they have done before when they 
play when they've conceded goals the way they did, um, which was positive. I still feel they could have done a bit more. You know, the, the very rare opportunities they were, you know, offered by mm. Arsenal, um, they didn't even capitalise on them. I mean, like you said, Chris, I was nodding along with you because I was already thinking it when I was watching. I thought could could play this again, and Arsenal would still not be worried yeah. about losing the game because they wouldn't be conceding. You know, sometimes it's not your day either. I mean, you know, Madison takes that ball a slightly better, slightly gets a better connection on it. He's not stretching. Maybe he knocks it past Ben White better and he, he scored. Yeah. It's one of them things. Sometimes you can play bad in football uh, and your opponents be really good and you nick it. And sometimes you get what you deserve. And I just feel like even on that, the players could have done a bit more. They, they, they did seem mm. to let the, it, the game affect them. And if they do that on Thursday night, um, then we won't be looking at Europe in any way, shape, or form. Um, I'm not saying anything about Thursday night. <laughs> no, I, I'm trying to get the cycle. The, the I've been there, seen it, and you, you, you took my t-shirt. If you remember? Yeah. So, well, I'm not saying how we're going to play. I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, Jewsby Hall was second man of the match with the BBC and the BBC viewers. Uh, Schmeichel got it, which I. Yeah, I kind of it was a, it was only point six difference to in fairness, uh, but Schmeichel got it and he he did kind of keep us in it a couple of times. Um, manager, you know, I mean, I know I, I I did have a go at him at the start. That's probably fair for me because you know I, he he didn't make the right. You know, if he if he brought on more attacking players, then we'd still lost. And I said, hey, we've given it a go, but yeah, he was to me he was too negative. The team, I'd have probably given them a little, probably six or six and a half. But, you know, they actually um, had spells, even at 1-0, when we were kind of in control and we weren't, let, you know, we were camped in their half. Problem was, we didn't, A, didn't capitalise on it, and B, we didn't continue it. You know, we let yeah. Arsenal back in every time, and that was the problem. But, hey-ho, like I say... Was I was I expecting a win? No. <laughs> so did I predict a win? Of course I did. You know. And Anthony, you sir, you sir are a rascal. Can you manage the my best message? My best wishes and two nil. Anthony, rearrange this well-known saying. Off go. Um, Brad, thank you very much as always. So you're going to have a couple of weeks off now. Uh, yes, yes. I'll. Uh, I'll ironically. Um, be where I need to be about five minutes before the kickoff in France. So, uh, uh, yeah, yeah I'm away for a few days. Uh, I'm away for, for well, for, for, for four, three and a bit days. I'm away for pretty much. So, uh, I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, yeah, but then I'll be back, uh, after Brentford. Yeah, but we've got a week off after Brentford because it's the international break. Yeah, great. So we'll probably be looking forward to that because hopefully we'll be talking about three bloody points because that's the curse we need to break. Going international international yeah. break in the back of a win would be nice. Yes. And I think three points and through to the quarterfinals of the uh, Europa Conference League. Yeah. And, and, nice. and again, this, this result will be buried if we can go to Rennes and beat them and then beat Brentford. It, like you said, it'll be in the past, won't it? Yes. Obviously... All your detail, contact details are in the chat below. Just tell where people can find you, obviously, most of the time with Chloe. But where can they find you? 
Where can they find you online? <laughs> uh, online, uh, you can obviously, if you've not already, subscribe to this channel because this is where you'll find me most of the time. Uh, he keeps letting me in. He's a good sport. He's Chris. He's a good egg. I've never, I've never said anything about that before. And he's it, it, never <laughs> asked for any payment, so you know. I know. It, like, well, I keep asking, but it keeps you keep saying me. It's in the post. I've not gave <laughs> my address yet. Um, I, know, but no. I still send checks. <laughs> you know, he's sending it by carrier pigeon he's just not got, got pigeon yet <laughs> um but no uh obviously you can find me here so you know subscribe and like and, and all that just this channel because crystals do a lot of work for it but if you want to for whatever reason if you're weird or you're bored or you just know what i'm like when i'm on streams and you want to find out what i'm on just follow me at twitter it's at full-time focus uh yeah and you'll follow you'll you'll find me there quite nice and easy Brilliant, brilliant, mate. Have a good, uh, have a good break. I've already, mate. I've already Enjoy it, and uh, I will see you refreshed or possibly knackered. Who knows? After the two weeks, <laughs> and uh, look forward to seeing you then. All the best, mate. Forget football for two weeks and have a great time. I will do, mate. It's already off my mind until Thursday, at least. But then, even then, it'll be back of my mind. It so. will. It will. Yeah, it will. It's bound to be. But. Um, yeah, enjoy it, mate. Have a great day, mate. And I'll see you when you get back. All the best. Bye-bye. See you. Cheers. Bye. Bye-bye. Uh, yes, you don't have to remind us, um, Anthony. Yeah, we know what it was. In, like I say, in fairness, in fairness, um, you deserved it. That's all I can say. Guys, thank you so much for joining in. Thank you to Anthony Molina earlier for doing the watch along with me. It wasn't any fun for me. Hope it was for you guys. And <laughs> I will be back tomorrow night. Yeah, I'm going to talk about the game again with Molina. It's the opposition view. Um, she's a great girl. She'll uh, she's very sort of objective. Um, where obviously Anthony is very objectionable. <laughs> Joking, Anthony. And then we've got the weekend review tomorrow night at nine o'clock. Thanks very much, everybody. Thanks to everybody who joined in. If you're listening to this on catch up on podcast, sorry, thank you so much for listening and thank you for all the downloads. And if you haven't read it and you yet and you're watching this on YouTube, please, please give us a like and also give us a subscribe. It would make a happy man feel very old. Thanks very much. I will see you tomorrow night. I'm going to go now and uh, have a stiff gin. Good night, all. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram.
Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.